going, Yamitators? Episode 202 of You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. And it was... Joe, thank you so much for doing the episode. And it was awesome. We talked about Shepard Fairey. We talked about... um, We talked all about art and, like, um, he's a teacher and, like, a supervisor. And so we talked about that and, like... um, we talked about a lot of really cool stuff, and so, you know, listen to it. Get ready to yam it up with me and Joe Price, all right? All right, this is the beginning of the episode. It's rolling. <clears throat> mm. So big Aspen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Aspen, Colorado? It's off. Oh no. The Sir, Sir Mix Lot Lumberjack. Oh no, Lloyd, the French are assholes. <laughs> no. I'm talking about a place where the beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> Aspen. And that's when he says, I don't know, Lloyd, the French are assholes. Capistrano? Yeah. They extend one Capistrano. Damn, that's a... It's funny when you catch these references. So, what was the thing about Capistrano? What, what... Oh. Where, the, where the beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. Okay. I'm talking it. about a little place called Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when he goes, I don't know, Lloyd, the French are assholes. <laughs> I thought of that movie because I was thinking about writing an IOU today. Hmm. Just as good as money. <laughs> that was the best line. Just as good as money. <laughs> that's an IOU. That's an IOU. Our word is our bond. Dude. One, I, think, I like that he was dead serious about paying all that money back. Was like, yeah. Look at this one. 275000 That's a car. Like, <laughs> You're going to want to keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> Once they get the worm store up and running, he's going to be able to pay them all back. <laughs> oh, shit. I got worms. That's what we're going to call it. Good. One of the... <clears throat> You know what the sad story of, of Dumb and Dumber is, though? What? Again, it's, it's another of these airhead situations where, okay, it's a perfect movie. Dumb and Dumber, I would consider that a perfect movie, Wait, especially for my age range. Before you say whatever you're going to say, I, let me just say that one of the it's funniest a, lines in any movie I've ever heard is, Wait a minute. A husband? What was all that one in a million talk? <laughs> <laughs> all that one in a million dog like you said I had a chance (laughs) 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 such a psychopath it's like telling me I have a chance yeah (laughs) so dumb dumb and dumber I think dumb and dumber could have been related to maybe not one of them is dumb and one of them is dumber but their adventures are dumb and dumber. Like, 
whatever they do, it's going to be pretty dumb because they're involved. One's not dumber or smarter than the other. They're both the same amount of dumb. That's my... That's a yeah, if you think hot about take. It, if hot you take think on Dumb that, and Dumber. That, you know, it's one of those names. It's so good. Which one's dumb and which even, one's dumber? It's you like, don't even question uh, it in your mind. Yeah. Like Fairly Brothers. Dumber is a, is a very interesting word, dumber. Yeah. Because it's like, it sounds dumb uh, grammatically. Mm-hmm. It's technically a word, dumber. It's correct. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's dumber correct and dumberest. Word, but yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, Fairly Brothers, sounds, if you're listening, and I know you are. Right? I'm right, right? <laughs> Come on, Fairly Brothers. I'm sure, you know, I'm... I call expect- in. Call in. 1888. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I'm- Go ahead and, and um, <laughs> like and subscribe uh, at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> you can feel free to post a comment in the comment section. Yeah. And... Go ahead, if you are the Fairly Brothers, go ahead and... Um, Rate it five stars, review review the podcast, and say, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I think when the Fairly Brothers hear this podcast... Uh-huh. I think, uh, I, I don't know, what do, you, what do you think? How do you think they'll treat it? Do you think they'll treat it... Do you think fairly? Be... I mean... <laughs> I expect. I mean, wouldn't it be great if they just saw I call this back and like, listen, we have a lot of notes. They're yeah. just notes. Have a look. And they're like, good job remembering the quotes from the movie. But here's the thing. Boiling. Boiling oh. water. I was like, that's a kind of familiar sound. What is it? So it's the rye method. Hmm? So in, in Bong Appetit, there's... Rye. So his name, I'm pretty sure, is Ryan. Okay. But for the show, he's like, call me Rye. All right. Right? Yeah. Rye. Yeah. So Rye, this is his method. It's, uh, it's, he's tried a lot of different methods, and he says the easiest way is to put a bunch of weed and coconut oil in a jar and then boil it for two hours. In the jar? In a jar. Together. Hmm. Then sift it out with a... Cheesecloth. A cheesecloth. But then I think you can give it a little bit of a shake. Yeah. So maybe I'll take it out later and just kind of shake it around. Mm-hmm. Kind of coat the entire jar. Um, bon, bon appetit. What a great, great idea for a show. Honestly, it's so <sighs> bad. What? <laughs> I love it. It's a great show. But objectively... You mean the food they're eating okay. is bad for you, or... I shouldn't say it's so bad. It's just so... So, you know, you know what? This is my theory. Hopefully, if my brother—I'm sure he will listen to this podcast, especially <laughs> since I'm bringing him up. Um, so, oh, um, oh, what were we also, talking about? Oh, quick, we're talking about oh, bon appetit. Yeah. And a quick side before you go there, um, uh, uh, I was thinking of names for our weed cooking show that we that you want to do that we could do. And so I'll talk to you about okay. the names after. <laughs> Is it called Doug's Kitchen of Dreams? Off mic. Well, Doug's Kitchen Dreams was mine, and um, it could it could stay that, but it could also be a new name to be like, you know, the D, the tenacious D. Yeah. 
You have to put that. You know what I mean? It's like. Like Jim the Kyle Morrison. Gas Kyle Gas Five Thousand Experience. Is that what it's called? I, I, you know what? I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's been <laughs> that's been uh, lost for centuries. Like, actually, that's cool. But Tenacious D is Tenacious D, and like, uh, yeah, no, we need we need to take it because we don't want to sound like the side project. We want to sound like the main band. Yeah, we don't want to sound like. The side project. Yeah, Doug's know. Kitchen Dreams is like, that's his thing and that's cool, but here's our weed cooking show. Boom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, Um, I was thinking about calling it, um, well, we'll talk about it off mic. Yeah. But what I was going to get back to was that the Bong Appetit thing. It's like, for me, like if my brother, if it's not really good... He doesn't want to recommend it, so he'll automatically go to like, "Oh, it's horrible! It's the worst." So there's never like the show's never okay because I think for him, if a show's okay, it's not worth recommending. So he's just like, "That's the worst show ever." So even if a show's just okay, so I think that's just like a. It could be maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is what just an observation. You know, I would let it, him de- I would let like, him defend himself, but that's kind of how I see it. Like, and and it sounds like it's a good way to um, really control your time. In what you're what you're consuming, yeah. Um, so yeah, if you see something and it's not blowing your mind and you want that all the time, then don't watch those things. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Um, so that being said, I watched a lot of Bong Appetit or bo- <laughs> Bong Appetit, yeah. And you know, I got a lot out of it. I learned a lot because I I, I actually kind of thought of it. Do they as show an the education. recipes? To me, it was like an educational show. Do they show yeah, the recipe? they show exactly how to make it. They're like, they here's do. the ingredients. So this here's is what, what we use. Another, blah, blah, blah. another one I wanted to do for baking is mm-hmm. they get dry ice and weed, and they put it in um, a sifter, and then they put um, a <gasps> mesh, like a... like a To get um, keef, like a shitload of keef. Yeah. I've seen I've seen that a video of that, and I'm like, that is fucking amazing, because it's all shake, and it's stuff that you could load into a... Uh, a joint or you could make it into like pure keef is that what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. so you take um and I, it just seems so freaking cool because i was like oh you're just making 100 percent keef so you take dry ice and mm-hmm. you put it in there mm-hmm. with the weed then you get like a silkscreen mesh and you put a rubber band around it i imagine any sort of container would work mm-hmm. but they had like a nice metal <laughs> sort of like it looked like a sifter you too um it was from Bong Appetit. Oh, okay. Bong and so, and then they made it, and of course, you know, basically the show's kind of selling like this is. And so, what I learned was, yeah, you can infuse like entire meals with weed, and that's like a really cool idea. And that was like, oh, wouldn't that be great if you were? Okay. You I'm were just making you were, sure it's still recording. <laughs> um, yeah, wouldn't that be great if we were still? But in the end, is just like, oh, so you just want to get high and eat? You can just we we always already do that. Yeah, like that's already a thing we do. Mm-hmm. So, so it's but it's a novelty, and I like cooking challenges. So, to me, also, also who doesn't like to bake some some cookies? You know, we can make some um, Hawaiian haystacks. You know, something like <laughs> something really good. <laughs> For those of you who don't know. Hawaiian haystack. 
is a fucking is a recipe that I don't think my mom invented, but she definitely acquired and then was like, "This is a good cheap dinner for the kids." And and like a lot of the times growing up, she was working. Like both parents were working, so a lot of times it was like, "This is what's for dinner. It's in the fridge," or like, "This is what's for dinner. It's in the pantry," or like, yeah. um, like one some nights dinner was called list. And all list meant was whatever you can find, that's dinner. <laughs> list. Yeah. <laughs> like she gave it a name to make it seem like it was a thing where we're like, what's what's for dinner? List. What does that mean? Fucking find something to eat it. <laughs> 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 List. All right, I'm going to Wendy's. <laughs> List cereal. Okay, got it. <laughs> you know that that actually reminds me. So Hawaiian haystack. Uh, my mom made some like pretty hilarious desserts she made one called raspberry razzle dazzle mm-hmm. raspberry razzle dazzle and so it's like I, I don't remember much about it i remember it was some sort of vanilla ice cream something like that like that was like a cake ice cream thing mm-hmm. and the razzle dazzle was the raspberry razzle dazzle sauce mm. the, the ra- and that was the razzle dazzle that was the show stopper. that was the shit i bet and so you put the razzle dazzle sauce mm-hmm. on there but raspberry razzle dazzle, I mean that's that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Hawaiian haystacks, like that's a, that's a, like dude. Another one is cheese rolls, and the the story behind cheese rolls is that my grandma, I think she saw the recipe in the newspaper oh, or shit. something. How long have we been recording? I will check. I forgot to set the timer. It's been. It's been one week since you looked at me. Um, hey, baby. 13 minutes and 55 seconds. 13? Oh, good. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So then it was about... Uh, I'm going to say... About 15 it's been minutes. about 20. 20? I'm going to say it's about since I put it on. Okay. Because we probably... You said 13? Let's do 18 minutes. Yeah. It's not precise. It's two hours. Yeah. So that's an hour and 40. And it's not going to like overcook it. It'll. It's at a steady... Set timer for an hour 40. Boom. Done. Um, oh, Hawaiian haystacks. Oh, so- cheese rolls was the was the recipe that my grandma was put in the paper for. Like I think she saw it somewhere, copied it, and then she got in the paper and it was like cheese rolls. And I have the recipe. It's in storage, mm. <laughs> but I have like the the recipes that she sent me, and I'm like, dope. This is awesome. So, um, cheese rolls. Mm-hmm. What's in it? Cheese, of course. Shredded cheddar. I mean... That's a good cheese. Ketchup. No, wait. <laughs> tomato sauce? It's tomato sauce, I think. Um, which is essentially ketchup. Dude, this shit is money. 
black black olives, chopped up. Oh. Hard boiled eggs, chopped. Okay, I'm in. Chopped I'm in. up. I'm in on this cheese mm-hmm. roll. And then you lost me a cheese roll, but then you had me a cheese roll. Yeah. <laughs> and then so it's all in encased in a hot dog bun. And so what you do <coughs> is you put a single This is this is some like white people shit right here. <laughs> Once it's all mixed together and in the hot dog bun, then you put a single green olive in the center. <coughs> Boop. And then put them all in the oven, cook them. And then once they come out, it's like so much cheese and like all the fucking so it's hard bread, eggs and the cheese, tomato, hard boiled egg, mm-hmm. and black shredded. olives. And you said a shredded mozzarella or cheddar? Cheddar. Oh, yeah. Shredded cheddar. So then it, it comes out and you can open it up right. and egg. then it's like two halves of this amazing, yeah. amazing product. Yeah. And then whichever yeah. half has the green olive on it, I save that half for last. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever considered putting two green olives? Never. (laughs) (laughs) It also makes it so that... So that I split it in half. It seems like more. And if you eat slower... You, uh... What is it? If you eat slower, you digest better. Is that true? I think so. That makes sense. But also, your your body has enough time to know when it's full. Like, if you eat a uh, lot, super fast, your body doesn't have enough time to think about being full. And then once you get to the end of whatever you ate, that's when you go, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> that's interesting. <clears throat> I think in, like, in Asian cultures, they're a lot more aware of their digestive. You know, here you'll see somebody walking down the street eating a slice of pizza or something. There, it's like they will not walk and eat. They don't hmm. do it. So, and they're aware. They're aware of their digestion. It's like, yeah, we're just like slam a burger in our face. I can, we're Every on the day. go. We do gogurt. Gogurt. That's for people who live an extreme lifestyle, but uh, too extreme. <laughs> To just sit and eat a yogurt? No. You're out there. I'm always on the go. Yeah. You're skateboarding? (laughs) Yogurt. You're you're on a bike. Maybe mountain biking. Mountain biking? Yogurt. Maybe Swimming? Swimming. Looking for uh, salmon in Capistrano. (laughs) Yogurt. Because that's what we do. But you need it. Not just yogurt. On the go-gurt. Matt, wouldn't you love to be in that meeting, the Gogurt meeting? Oh yeah, where they didn't have Gogurt, and then after the meeting, they had Gogurt. <coughs> and then whoever's in charge of it to this day is like, "Fuck, we shouldn't have done Gogurt." <laughs> wouldn't it be nice to to see him like have like make a public statement like, "Listen, Gogurt is you, now called, you shouldn't be so busy. It's now called Nogurt." <laughs> I'm not even sure if, if I'm with yogurt right now. That's how serious yogurt got me. Not everything needs to be in a pouch. On not the go. A, not everything needs to be portable. So um, so now I I, I went and did um, I went to the 
CrossFit today. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And this dude had this shirt. So my mom had a conversation, and she was like, she's a real good churchgoer. Uh-huh. She goes to church. She believes in God. And so, anyways, she so the thing happened in Texas where some guy shot up a church. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was a guy in a truck who, like, shot the guy or something, yeah. right? If you remember that story? Maybe, yeah. And so now my mom was telling me she's never shot a gun before. We said, oh, when you come home for Christmas, maybe we should go, like, shoot guns to a shooting range. And I said, what? oh, that could be, like, that could be fun. I'll shoot <laughs> guns with my mom. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm like, have you ever shot a gun? No. And then she said, well, you know, hearing about the church, now I think when I go to church... What if it happened? You might need a gun when you go to church. So, in my mind, it makes me think my mom is just ready. If she gets a gun and starts bringing it to church, she, in her mind, is going to be the guy who's just like... Action Jackson. You know, at that moment, like... like, Hero of the day. You know, Jesus and me. That's, (laughs) That's what we do. Yeah, it's like JC and CP. That's Chris. Chris Price. So is JC. You're in great company. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can have a really good line after you shoot somebody in church and just be like, "Peace be with you, bitch." I don't know. Some rest know, in peace be with you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> rest in peace be with you. Oh shit. It's like ashes to ashes, dust to dust. I kill these criminals because I must. (laughs) Oh, that's really good. So anyways, so I realized my mom must be sitting in church and just having a fantasy of some guy coming in and her having the gun and she's the hero. She's the hero of the day. So she's telling me that. And so I was went to CrossFit today and I saw some dude with this shirt. And, you know, it's a very political time, and every time we go home for Christmas, we gotta talk. Come and take it. Come and take it. Come and take my fucking gun. It's, I have an assault rifle. For the podcast, it's uh, it's the Texas flag. Texas flag. On, there's a star. And then the Texas flag has two horizontal uh, rectangles. One ha- in this one. The top and, one and has a gun. Has a gun, and the bottom one says, come and take it. Come then, and take it. backside, boom. Classic. The backside, don't tread on me, Infowars.com. Oh, it fuck. It is an Infowars shirt. Alex an Jones, so, that psycho. It's a cool shirt, You're and I was psycho, like, dude, Alex that, Jones. that shirt's good. <laughs> I should get this shirt for, like, my mom. Come and take it like she's like she could wear it to church, you know? Yeah. Uh, or something, I guess. Or anywhere, anywhere, really. My mom could wear the shirt. She never will. Um, but yeah, so I mean, she, she's, uh, she, but you know, maybe she will. So that's what I was thinking. And then I sent it to my brother. I'm like, do you think mom would like this? And he's like, well, if she doesn't like it, I'd like it. It's, his birthday was passed. I didn't get him really much. But then I thought, hey, well, you know, for Christmas, maybe I can get everybody in the family come and take it shirts and we can all go to the shooting range, you know? <laughs> Just like rep Texas and guns, and I think I think it'd be like a fun family thing. I think it'd be fun because. Uh, Do you think the because it's definitely going to spark some political conversation? Conversation, that's true. That's Thinking true. about my mom and like taking down some fucking 
crazy Wait, really, mom? You're going to be the hero, huh? Okay. In my mom. Here's your shirt. My mom. Yeah, yeah just like. Here's your shirt. Every hero, needs a, every hero needs a cape. <laughs> That's what I should say. Every hero um, needs a uniform. This Batman. Is yours. <laughs> Dude, I was singing earlier on uh, Meet and Greet along to whatever record, but making my own song. And, um,. And then I was talking about Justice League and how, like, the commercial for Justice League makes it seem like, this is going to be funny. Like, this is not your grandfather's DC movie. Like, this is not Christopher Nolan DC. We're having fun now. Wait, wait, wait. The uh, the Justice League? Right, the trailer. Like, anytime I've seen the trailer for Justice League, I feel like it's trying to make us laugh, like, a lot. And... They have to. But, like, DC used to be, like, the dark fucking take ourselves seriously and gritty, gritty ass shit. And now they're, like, this pivot where they're, like, whoa, we want to try and be funny. Like, Suicide Squad, I think, was the start of it. Maybe, maybe a little... Suicide Squad was DC? Huh? Suicide Squad was DC? I think so, yeah. DC blows. (laughs) And then, like, now... But the commercial where fucking... Flash is in the car with um, Batman, and then Batman's or Flash is like, "What's your superpower again?" And then Ben Affleck has to go, "I'm rich," and I'm like, first of all, that's not a superpower. Second of all, it's only kind of funny. Third of all, you could have said something dark, like if you wanted to try and be funny and gritty, like DC has been, but also try and twist it to be funny. Could have been like. My superpower comes from my endless need for vengeance. <laughs> or some some yeah. crazy shit yeah, to yeah, just yeah. get in his head and yeah, then, shut, yeah, and then yeah. shut the Batmobile and go. Like, yeah, see, that's, but, see, now you could really do something cool with DC that way because the dude, funniest I'll, shit... I will write whatever The funniest movie. shit is the non-intentional. If you're trying to be like the zany Batman, <clears throat> right. it's not going to work. Bing bong, yeah. bing like, bong, bing bong, yeah, you it's know? It's not the 60s bing anymore. Bing bong. <laughs> 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 we got to do that in our podcast once. I mean, I don't think I don't think we had a Bing Bong moment though. No, respectfully, no. we haven't brought up. But that is a great. Oh fuck, <laughs> we haven't brought up oh. the Bing the Bing no Bong activity. She did Bing Bong a good Bing Bong. Oh, though. it was perfect. she Bing Bong that yeah. perfectly because Bing Bong. I don't think we've gone there in this conversation, but it got nasty in that one. When I think back, sometimes I watch things, I'm like, oh, she was talking about some like the most nasty shit you can do. <laughs> But it's also funny because it's like they were talking about the same kind of thing, but just in totally different, um, totally, totally different planes. Like same topic, but way different um, areas. Because yeah, the one, the one girl, the one girl's talking about her son jerking off all over the house. <laughs> And then the girl, is, and then the girl's tra- discussing. Yeah, and then the guy, the girl who's working there is trying to relate to her by being like, "Yeah, it's like every guy just expects this certain thing from porn every time they watch it." Yeah, and then she's like, "What are you talking about? I'm talking about my son going through puberty." <laughs> oh, no activity on CBS All Access. <laughs> well, the big tie-in there was ejaculate. You know, that was the big thing because yeah. she's like, "Cause I mean." It is kind of crazy, you know, uh, because, right, I mean, she, she I kind of saw her, <laughs> it was like kind of a point where it's like, oh yeah, it's like, because she's like, oh, my son jerks off to porn all over the place, <laughs> which is kind of gross, and she's just like, oh, he must be like, getting into the content of what he's looking at, 
It's just funny. It's just like it's just like her talking about come everywhere, and then she's like come on one place, and then she's like no, <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe explaining it's funnier than the actual. Well, I mean, in the moment it was awesome, but also re- well, reliving been... it is awesome because, oh shit, I, I I did that on accident, but it turned out that it sparked the memory in your head of that show, and then we got to. <sighs> yeah. Bing so bong. <laughs> the thing about Bong Appetite, to get back to it, is that it's very interesting because it's a cooking show, and basically they just infuse weed with food. But after you see the first couple episodes, don't say it out loud. But that's the idea I have for the name. What? That's dope. It's and it's available. Like I, I checked. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that is. It's cool, right? I would say it's dope, dope, dope ass. Dope ass, dope af. Dope af and dope, dope ass. Dope affluent. Dope. <laughs> this is so dope affluent. Dude, it, yeah. This is dope affluent. Woo. I was um, taking taking AF back. Yeah. You I won't what? talk about that one. I'll talk about um, Bong Appetit. So, but the basic thing is, like, once you get kind of the principles, like, after you watch it, you're like, okay, I understand. The interesting thing for me is how to make keef, how to make rosin, how to make all these different, you know, because it's cooking, it's, it's food science, and that I just like food science. Yeah. So, I like that aspect of the show. So, then they have a meal. And so, they have different chefs do the meal in L.A., mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool, like, different, right? So, it's like, oh, they did Bad Mash, they did... Cat Cora came in. They did, I don't know, different LA restaurants. Yeah. And they're all pretty cool. Um, so the entire time, like like one episode, they got all comedians. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, like comedians yeah. eating a bunch of weed and like smoking weed and hanging out. But the entire episode, they weren't funny, though. <laughs> they weren't funny. And they just, like, they kept bringing up the food. They're like, well, this is kind of interesting. We're eating weed food. Like, they didn't, like, make, I was like, dude. You got five comedians, and then towards the end of the towards the end of the episode, they made like one or two jokes. But just like the format of the show was like, no, you have comedians that are like high, yeah, maybe like have wait them joke till they're around. wait till they're a little higher, yeah, and get them to joke around. I just yeah. think maybe maybe they, maybe they weren't conversationalists, but it's also weird to shoot a camera on somebody while they're high and they you know <laughs> and you're a comedian. But you know what? I think I think if you're a true comedian. You should be able to funny in all circumstances. And, well, and, like, an important part about doing comedy and, like, being in comedy is, like, it's okay to not be on all the time. Because it's important to, like, you know, live in the moment and, like, live moment to moment. And then if something funny happens, totally comment on it. But, um, like, that meal was probably pretty organic and it felt more organic than we're all used to because it would probably be like you were probably like where's all the jokes they're comedians and they're like we're just here to eat this weed food and like yeah hopefully hopefully it's good i mean i don't expect them to turn camera and like do a bit <laughs> Dude, but you know camera take yeah just <laughs> like finger just guns like have a have a catchphrase like a weed catchphrase now that's a lot of weed <laughs> 
Have you seen Kung Pao? No. Enter the Fist. It was um, <clears throat> Steve Odenkirk, the guy who did Steve Odenkirk. Thumb Wars. No, yeah. So there's Bob Odenkirk and then Steve Odenkirk. Different okay. spellings. Okay. Bob and Bill Odenkirk though are brothers. I mean Odenkirk. Wait, right? Yeah. Bob Odenkirk, Bill Odenkirk. Bill is a writer on The Simpsons. Bob is Bob. Bob and David. And then um, Steve Odekirk, O-E-D-E-K-I-R-K. Um, made this movie Kung Pao, and I was like kind of referencing it loosely, but I won't go into it, because it'll be one of those jokes where you're like, it probably was funny if I saw it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Joe, let's talk about you. This is this is your episode, you know. Um, what? Uh, let's see. Of of the creative things that you do and that you want to do, what are what are some that you would love to do that you haven't done yet? Um. No, yeah, well, that's I, you're talking about my goals. Yeah. Um. Well. I guess if I was independently... I feel like a lot of things start with, well, if I was independently wealthy, I right. could. And it's also um, like, or have some kind of a rem- revenue stream. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I had a check every month or something mm. for a period, I would like to do... Um, which is, you know, which is interesting. I mean, I guess it's a, it's a lesson in life. We just have a bunch of time. That's it. Mm-hmm. Even when you're kids, I, I, I thought, oh, when I'm 30... I'm going to be, like, traveling to Europe and, yeah. like, mastering the Spanish language. Yeah. You know? Uh, and 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 then you're like, no, no. No, I didn't go to... I've never been to Europe. Never mastered the Spanish language. Um, but you know what? That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's, okay. it's like life... I, I've gotten... But you know what? I haven't mastered the Spanish, but I, I've gotten pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Maso menos. <laughs> That's Spanish. Yeah. I'm bilingual. I speak Spanish. No. Oh, nice, yeah. nice, nice. I think I'm okay. You know, I think if circumstances were different, you know, it, you know. So, yeah. So if I was independently wealthy, right. I would Find say the sky. it's like I, I would say that I would just rent a, a studio, mm-hmm. a silk screen studio, mm-hmm. and I would lock myself in there, um, and uh, create a body of work. And then I would call my buddy when it was time to print. Try to get some of his time. It'd be really hard to get his time mm-hmm. because I've talked to him. And but in this scenario, he's he's there. He's, he's oh for real? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> in this scenario, he's there. Sure. Yeah. So uh, in this scenario, uh, what is it? 2017, 2018 is going to be coming right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 2018 by six months, uh, I would I would have some shows. Some 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 silk screen shows, and then I would be selling my wares. Yeah, that would be On my shirts or like canvas or both. I would do shirts and I would do woodblock prints. So that's that's if I was like, what's your direction? Go. That would be my direction. Cool. Somewhere where you tell me that. Yeah. Um, I like my job. I'm very happy. Wait, what would you? Uh, sorry for the silk screening. I was gonna say, what would you use to? paint but it's like all one thing right it's a it's a system it's a process like you do different chemicals to do, get different colors and yeah i do like a drawing like this this one i haven't done so i would take this mm-hmm. okay 
So I would take that, and I would... Um, I've actually done this one. So I've taken it into layers. So I did the trap layer. So that's all the black lines. So all the lines that you see that are black. And then I would do two more layers. Different one, colors, right? Different colors. This color probably. You, you know, and and so it would be four, this color. four color choices that I can do. And there's a couple things that I could do after all of it's done. One thing I could do is a fade. So okay. on this top, I could put like red and yellow. And then you put red. And then in the middle, you get a little fade. So you can smush it like this. Yeah. Thing. And so then it'd be kind of a rainbow there. And then here on the side, maybe green and blue here. And then it makes it green, blue. And then yeah. so you'd have four quadrants to kind of look at. Dude. And so it would be kind of, that one's like spiritual mandala. And, you know, it has some, some general themes. And so I watched the Shepherd Fairy documentary last night. Is this to be could could it be looked at like this? Like these are um, pillars going up, and then this is like all oh like a like a like a, like a like a it could be like my um, my Sistine Chapel. Right. It's almost know? like it's almost like this is above you at all times. So wouldn't this is that how be the world cool? Is working. Wouldn't that be cool if I did like a dome? Yeah, and it's that all, would be. That would be crazy. Through. Dude, okay. If so... I printed that onto a dome, that would be next level shit. Hey, that's you have a good eye. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it could be like a bowl or a dome, right. and it could be big. And so, so, so I've, I've, uh, I've been doing the uh, VR stuff, you know, with yeah. Google Blocks and also Google Tilt Brush. And, dude, I bet you can make some cool-ass shit in Tilt Brush. What where, do you mean? Like, <clears throat> so it's got... Tilt Brush? Tilt brush, so you, you got the headset on and you got the two controllers, right, for the Vive, for the HTC Vive, that's the one I have. Mm-hmm. And um, so while you're making it, there's different kinds of um, ink oh, wow. ink patterns and like um, <clears throat> types of things that you're quote unquote painting with in, in, in 3D. And so one of them is neon, and so it like pumps... Pumps like a neon lights through it, like it's a, you know, just a neon sign. There's, there's one called like um, ink ink blot, and so there's a bunch of different things to do, and it's so cool because it's just like whatever space is all around you, that's the space that you're using, and then you can teleport to different parts and. And if the room is big enough, then you can have room scale VR and. Um, so I would, I would, it would be in a VR. Right. So it's like VR. And so, you know, I I went and saw the Bjork thing, and I saw some it's VR Bjork. Yeah. And you put on the things, and there was one that was like you're in behind an eyeball. Ooh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And so this though, if I created cuz like, basically, you know, in when I when I've in my progression as in in making things, at first I did a lot of kind of quirky things. I try to, you know, they call it eye art, interdisciplinary arts. Okay. So you try a lot of different things. You try a little painting, you try a little drawing, you try a little lithography, mm-hmm. you try 
whatever printmaking, whatever you know, uh, any you do do different medium sculpture, and so so that's kind of how I started. I tried a lot of different things, and I did large scale drawings, and then as as I grew up, um, I was really inspired by a few people. Yeah, I went to a show, and I had seen a lot of shows. This one though, something happened where I I was I was like, whoa, this is these are my people. Like this is what I want to do. And so it was a it's cries and whispers. It was at the Sam Lee Gallery, okay. and uh, I ended up looking up the curator because I was like, every one of these artists is fucking awesome. And then there's one artist from Utah uh, who I I ended up becoming a huge fan of. She made this. Cool. A pennant. Yeah. So, um, two-sided. The Unryu paper mm. and the gouache, which is like, you can see parts of it is transparent, so you can kind of see through. Yeah. Um, so if you had a light, you could kind of shine a light. That's dope. Um, she did a good one. She did a good one. So I did a show with her, too. Nice. So she was in the show. So we have done a show together. So I have worked with my one of my art hero whatever you want to call it inspiration inspiration yeah. inspiration a muse, exactly even yeah. muse even yeah, yeah sure even though i've never met her right um i i'm a grand admirer of her work and so she's one of them <laughs> laura wilson and there were some other ones that wall la based artists carl f smith and there's a bunch of them Dude, um, they're gonna, they're, if they ever hear this, their minds are going to be blown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe they... maybe You know what, though? I feel like she probably... I added her on Facebook. Um, she probably knows, you know, um, and her work is really good. Well, they're already listening. They're already listening. Yeah, they're huge fans already. <laughs> well, you know what, though? Um, if I posted it, they probably wouldn't know. Um, Paul Evans was the curator, and that was like my moment where I'm like, I'm going to be an artist for real like I'm gonna make a body of work and that's exactly what I did I made a body of work and I gave it I actually gave one to Shepard Ferry what um, nice which which is um, and he gave me and he gave me one because I taught his daughter what and you know we always had that conversation like (laughs) when we when he came into the parent conference I'm like that's fucking you buried the lead dude I don't like talking so about awesome. it. I don't like that's, talking about it. It's cool, uh, but, but it did. I just saw his documentary, so so <laughs> it, it was cool. And so we would wow. have parent conferences. I'm like, so um, you know what? I like I like what she's doing, yeah. but don't you think she needs to obey more? You know, just drop, <laughs> drop it in there. Did like, <laughs> I, I made the obey joke. Oh yeah, I did. Oh, I did. And he's like, <laughs> you know what? I, I like, was he good natured? I like, and like cool. yeah, yeah. You know what? I talked to him and I had a great time mm-hmm. with him. And when the In and Out truck came, we had we were burger boys. We shared burgers <laughs> together, you know. And yeah. I talked to um, his wife. And for me, the reason why I'm 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 kind of not cool with him. For me, is because. Uh, I have a really great artist friend, David. Yeah. And he, um, he, so this school was really nice. Yeah. And I won't, I won't go into all the details. Every year 
they had a budget just to bring artists in. Okay. And it was like $30,000. Yeah. To bring artists to the school. Yeah. So, Hans, he was the guy in charge. Uh, he, he was in charge of finding and paying artists $30,000. If you don't do it this year... You won't get the thirty thousand. You get twenty thousand next year. It'll go so if away, you don't use all the right? money, yeah. So he was really desperate, and I was like, "Oh, cool." Um, my buddy, buddy David. I tried to get him to come to my, my other school. My other school, forget about it. They never did it. Hmm. This school did. Um, I said he's a stop motion animator, and he does live score with the film. So he'll play the film and he'll do the live score. It's awesome. kind of like you know, I love John Williams, so you know, yeah. and so it's it's and it's the shit. Like it, you can tell, he spent like a year of his life, and I was there when he made his first film and everything. So yeah. so he's like, you know, uh, a, a a good friend. Um, and yeah, I got to share that time in his most creative, his first film in his most creative time. And he's an interesting character. Anyways, I really love him, and I would do anything for this guy. And so I said, oh, yeah, you can just hit up my friend David. Yeah. And he said, okay, cool. So um, that was it. He coordinated with him, and every once in a while I would talk to David and be like, oh, how's it coming? He's like, yeah, they're going to pay us, da-da-da. They're going to fly us down. Yeah. They paid for their trip. Okay. I mean, they didn't fly, they drove, but they, but they, I, they're like, yeah, dude, you, you know, we went on a tour, and because of this show, we were able to go on a tour. Because we got all the money from this one school. All right. So they did it in the chapel, and it was something I got to... I watched this thing so many times, but to watch it with my students was, like, a really cool thing. Yeah. And no parents showed up. So, and my parents were... And so I was a little bit insulted. And then parents came, like, an hour later, and I was like, dude, you, you... I. I was like sincere when I asked you to come. You know, it's like, it's like you I'm really, really glad cool you came. Thing. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's really like I'm really glad you came. You came. It's yeah. like that. Uh, so, so, and he didn't come. Mm. And I was like, listen, I know you're very busy. This is a really great opportunity for you to share with your daughter, and you're going to remember this forever. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's something that I can give you. It's like a gift. So for me, it was like them saying no thanks to the gift. So maybe something came up. He's busy. <laughs> He's busy. But he's an artist. I was I was like, dude. Dude, art is so hard. It's also like Dude, I was I was like, you're an artist, dude. Like fucking yeah, A. You're yeah. just hanging out in your studio. You're not gonna come see art with your daughter, like mm-hmm. at your school. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this shouldn't even be on the podcast. But that's what I'm like, this guy isn't <laughs> that cool. He's not that cool. And so I, I but I did watch his documentary. I did watch his documentary. Yeah. And it was inspiring to me. The nice. story is inspiring. Um because Oh, how simple it is. He made one sticker. He started sticker. With street art, right? He started street art. He It started with one sticker. Obey. The Obey sticker. Yeah. And, and everyone was like, Andre the Giant, that's awesome. Obey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, he's kind of part of art history. He's in the canon because of the Obama Hope thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm a big, you can't take that away from him. You know, he's yeah. he's a legend because he did the Obama thing. Um He's also His been on Colbert work, a couple times. Was that? He's been on Colbert a couple times. He been on Colbert a couple times. Yeah. And, and this, the movie was interesting because it talks about just one guy who struggles, who had, uh, he has had a, he's, he is a badass. For the fuck, the stuff he does while well, he's diabetic too, he's, 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 he's a badass dude. So you, you, you do have to kind of give it to him. Yeah. 
because you know the whole thing talks about the lawsuit and everything from AP. They oh. were uh, they were trying to sue him for the some weird shit. So they said that that he deleted and lied. Um, because so he found a picture yeah of Obama for their Obama hope right. right. So he found that picture. The photographer who took that picture for the AP had one of those cameras where you press the button and it takes a lot of pictures. Okay. So he pressed the button and he took like 140 pictures just holding down the button. Yeah. Looking, just making sure he got that right shot. Yeah. So Shepard Ferry said, oh, I used picture 134. Yeah. But the actual picture he used was 112. Huh. It was a different angle, a different... So he was saying like, look, these pictures are different. Mine, I changed. And then he's like, oh no, but it's not this photo. It's this photo. Right. And it is exactly the same. Because... Why do you... Well, in, in the the truth <laughs> of the matter is he just used a cutout filter on the stupid picture and then put hope on the bottom. It wasn't like... His shit wasn't that tight. Like, it was like... he did. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... Like, anybody... Like, okay, he's a legend for what he did because yeah. it was a, a poster and iconic and Obama and, like, boom, you're Obama. Like, boom, you did it. Like, yeah. you're a legend. I mean, the actual work of it was, a, you know, he used cutout filter and he put hope on the bottom. It wasn't like... It wasn't like a brilliant art well, piece so what, by I any mean, means. What it Effective, seems... yeah. good image... What, you know, what he created, he did it. He was, congrats. It seems, like, it seems like he was approached because he has this certain style, and that's the style they wanted to use, and also probably got a lot of the youth vote. Too. Well, also, the interesting thing was, he talked to the Obama the campaign. The youths. <laughs> he, he talked to the Obama campaign, and they said, he's like, well, what do you think? He wanted to put, it wasn't hope. He wanted to put... Change? It wasn't change. change it was, was another his, word. Change was his first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, change. Hope was the re-election. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was another word he used, like something. And then the Obama people were like, well, you should use hope. That's a new one. Like, yeah, maybe it was change. And I mm-hmm. think he liked the first one better, but then he went with hope. Okay, he picked a different word. Yeah. Hope, the thing of the campaign. But then he's like, but then the Obama campaign, they said they didn't want to do anything. They wanted to be 100% grassroots. They didn't even want to be involved in it. Hmm. And so, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. So at that time, it, and then I was thinking, oh, when I worked at the school, it was a historic time because people in the next class over worked for the Obama administration. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, in that school. That's so crazy. people, like, Obama's people were in the school next door. And so <laughs> the, my teacher next to her, she was like, I was like, oh, man, I'm so jealous. Because she came over and she showed me her classroom, really nice classroom. And then she came and it's like a portrait of Obama and it's like, what was her name? Sonia. Dream Big Dreams. And then he had um, he had this stuffed dog. Yeah. So check out, this, is, this was like, I'm like, yeah, you're awesome. Like, say what you will about, you know, she, there was, she had some downfalls. But man, she she did this and it's kind of cool. Um, so she has this stuffed doll, and she gives it to her students when they go on a trip. So her students go to France, yeah. and she says, "Take a picture in the Eiffel Tower." So they go to the Eiffel Tower, the and it's like with with like I, I don't know, it was like a little stuffed bear or something yeah. like that, and with the stuffed bear, hey, we're in 
It, yeah. So you're going through this page, and it's like, oh, the, these parents went to Rome. Like, the stuff doll is in. And then the last page is like Obama, and it's like, <laughs> whatever the dog's name, I don't know. Hey, Fluffy, dream big dreams. I, I, I do remember dream big dreams was his, his, uh, his, his like, little dream big dreams. It's kind of nice, dream big dreams. It's, that is it's, a really it's, good. It's a, it's a good one. And yeah. so that's how she ended. It's got Obama, dream big dreams. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I have parents in the Obama administration after school. Like, I'm like, cool. But I had really cool parents. You know, I had Shepard, I had Shepard Fairey. So I think I, yeah. I technically I, I won the, oh, cool parents thing. But, yeah. But, and there was a connection there, too. Like, just um, uh, uh, orthogonally? Why not? Orthogonally? Is it orthogonally or orthogonally? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like ornithology? No, when it's upsy downsies instead of diagonal. Like, this has a name. It's not just up and down, left, right. Like axes, like Orth- out of axes. It's either orthogonal or orthogonal. But yeah, uh, basically, I was just saying like because Shepard Fairey did the Obama poster and then like yeah the people no, that's a, next door yeah that's had, what I was saying it, it yeah. was kind of, like when I think about it I was like oh that's kind of interesting it was like Obama era and I was in this place with yeah. these people and it's maybe like that's where the Obama. connection was made originally so like politically there I mean even though the, I don't think they talked about obviously everybody was super left yeah um, yeah I think so I don't yeah, think that, so, yeah I don't think this wasn't a this was it's like. So maybe LA were, affluence. Maybe they were working for Obama and then they're like, he needs a new campaign poster. Fucking Shepard Ferry works like, or not works at the school, but like. He, oh, you think they connected somehow? That right, way? maybe, maybe. Because it was around that same time, right? Obama's people, Shepard Ferry. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think it was a little post. Okay. I wonder. But that well, means- I'd have to do the math. I'd have to do the math. It was about five years ago. Yeah. 2017, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12. It was like 2000, 2011, 2012. He was yeah. in there. Yeah. So we've had two years, 2018, 2016. And then 14, it was 14, Yeah. So then I was 2012. So it was in the middle of the Obama. So he had just done everything. So I'm sure they were... Oh, it was 2008. And then the next one was 2012. And then 2016 yeah. was the horrendous fucking train wreck yeah, that and we all witnessed. You know what? It, it was probably <laughs> during a tough period in his life, actually. Because, you know, I, I feel bad because I'm like, oh, he missed the show. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a dick move, actually. <laughs> Regardless. Because he's an artist, he shouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, he should support artists. Yeah, like, and then I gave him a DVD, and they're like, "Oh, the DVD does DVD, DVD doesn't work." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, fuck." And the DVD I gave him was like beautifully packaged. He like painted it, and like it opened, mm. and it had like some cool ass shit in yeah. there. And they were just like, "Oh, the DVD didn't work. Yeah, maybe you can give me another one." I'm like. Dude, all I want you to do is check out my fucking buddy. Like, it's not even... Like, you curate shows. Shepard Ferry, if you're listening, here, it's still on the table. Check out that Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he loves me. Now, now I'm, like, I'm like, fuck that guy. Ugh. No, but then you came around and you were like, well, he's busy. Like, 
Yeah, you're right. You know, see, maybe that maybe that says more about me than him. You know, because like I'm I, I'm like easily offended. Like, don't you know what though? I I do feel like he he could have made it. Like like yeah, my buddy. Like this guy's a really good artist, yeah. and he did it at a church. He had like a harp. He had like the setup was like chapel setup. Yeah. So it was like the windows and a real piano and a harp. He they decked him out. Now, what I really wanted them to do, this would have been, like, the ultimate, like, yeah. I would have had to really, like, take some time and orchestrate it, and it wouldn't have to be a school-wide function, but if it was, it would be crazy. Because that church also is the home of the largest pipe organ in the world. Ooh. The largest church pipe organ. So when you go to the church, it's, like, all around pipes. Yeah. And so they have a organist, J-Bon who is funny she's like cute girl and then you'll just hear like dun 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 like if you're working late at the school dun 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 and so she plays the the big organ and so we'll just be like i remember hearing the indiana jones theme like 40 times in a row and then and so she did it like 40 times and she just played it like Probably for a good hour. Yeah. And then I remember walking in the hall and just seeing her leave after she just played, like, Indiana Jones, like, for, like, an hour. And just, like, her being kind of embarrassed, like... <laughs> just like, I, thought, I yeah, I shredded Indiana Jones, like, 30 times in a row. You're Whatever. Like, it's okay, I know you love that song now. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, at a party, just like, Indiana Jones, huh? <laughs> what do you think of the, uh... Who, do you know who did the the music to that one? Wasn't that uh, John Williams? I, I, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Dude, um, if there... that would be my that would be my open thing. There, like, oh, who did the music for that? Oh, the music, Lady and Jones, <laughs> <laughs> like the opener. Like, see if it gets her talking a little bit, gets her excited a little bit. If I learned the topic. A, if I learned a movie theme to play on the piano over and over again, it'd be the Jurassic Park theme, because. I fucking love that song so much, and it pops into my head like a couple times a day. And so, if like in in her situation, if it was me, it'd be the Jurassic Park theme. Yeah, you know what though? For a Jurassic Park theme, yeah, it'd be cool to do the organ. But I would like to do. I'd be be the French horn player in that shit. You know, mm. they yeah. that soundtrack had some sick French horn. Yeah. I was like, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, just that muted. Oh shit! Just so a lot of head tilts. Right? Man, what a life! What a life! JP. <laughs> yeah, you know oh, what? So that's why. That's why I think it would be really cool. It if you were really into classical music mm-hmm. and you hated movies, <laughs> like you just heard all those soundtracks, and then one day someone's like, "Oh, like you got to check out Indiana Jones, and Jurassic you, Park, yeah. Star Wars." And, like, the whole thing you just have it in your mind, like, because I guess, like, back in the olden days before movies, 
you would just see like a classical show and it would be like watching a movie. It'd be like watching Star Wars if it, like you know or whatever it is. Yeah. But like you're just imagining, uh, you know what the there's oh this is the space attack. This is the you know the time the Dark Emperor is coming in. Like oh yeah. you're like Darth Vader theme. Dun 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 dun. Like yeah. if that was just like and then you actually see Darth Vader like walk out. You're like oh that's Darth that is Darth Vader <laughs> that. Yeah, that's better than what I thought it was. I couldn't imagine. Like that would see that would be my ultimate if if like I had a kid, I'd get him super into John Williams and then I'd hit him with the movie, music movies. I couldn't imagine just to kind of give him just the auditory and then hit him with the visual. I'd be like, I'm a good. That's like I've thought about this. <laughs> I couldn't imagine meeting that person who knows the music from the movies but has never seen the movies. I mean, there's a. I mean, there's a little bit of that with. Me and, uh, like, the Rocky movies, you know? Like, I've heard a bunch of those songs referenced a bunch of times. And so that's that's actually happened to me, where there's movies that I've missed growing up because in my household, there were no rated R movies. And so I saw a lot of movies way later after I had heard references and heard the music being played. And, um, yeah, so you're right. Like, making that connection, it is a mind-blower. So that's happened. Yeah, that's happened to me before. No, it hasn't happened to you. Um, Dracula first time. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking about. It. Yeah, on YouTube's. Someone, although someone threw it up on the YouTube. Although you know, I think I like the record better than the the movie was beautiful. The movie was beautiful. It would have been more I, that, beautiful if it took up the whole screen. Yeah, that's true. No, you're right because it was one of those movies that yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that, that being said, that's actually huge. I I would love to see Dracula. Yeah, that's why that's I I didn't want to say film. it. I didn't want to say it. I'd want to see it at the Arrow or something. Like, have they ever played Dracula at the Arrow or like or Egyptian the or new something? Beverly or like, oh, the New Beverly. Oh, right. dude, I would be. I would be like. <laughs> so yeah. stoked on that yeah. because then I'd see the full thing with the music because I want to be engulfed in the when and you know uh, because I that album is the shit like <laughs> that's a good record yeah um, so I could only but it was nice to see it I was like yeah yep. this is all the stuff that was happening and then oh, of course I would like an edited version where they take out the parts without the music you know yeah because the parts without because like those old movies a lot of times it'll be like cool part cool part and then they'll be like old guys with like stupid hats talking for like 20 minutes it's like <laughs> alright this is a long time of like of just some old dude who's like clearly dressed very well you're just too old old guy get out of here It's like talking about and you know occasionally talk about Dracula but you know you're obviously waiting for the Dracula parts yeah Dracula yeah. to be like a sexy dude like coming down like when he turns into the bat and fucking attacks that guy oh that was awesome and the guy was he fell spoiler down alert hey. spoiler alert if you see that 1963 <laughs> film you haven't seen that yet it was 1979 you had 70 years to see it <laughs> In 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 Doug's defense, in my defense, in the Dracula movie, a bat there was a bat attack. There was a bat attack. There was a bat attack, and I'm not going to tell you when it happens. Fourteen minutes and thirteen seconds in. I'm sorry. It's actually early. You know what's crazy though? Because the bat attack on the record is side B, track three, and the Ooh. actual bat attack yeah. is like fifteen minutes into the movie. Well, maybe there's that's another, how you know John Williams attack. is the shit. 
Oh, I hadn't gotten to the second bad attack. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't see the whole movie. Because that uh, the next bad attack is a lot longer because they get that track. I should throw it on. Bad attack, twice as whack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's your favorite part about uh, making art, making stuff? Making stuff, um, what's my favorite part about it is um, I think we're all looking for some sort of... um, meditation serenity and mm-hmm. especially people like it's another thing that's see that leads me a thing that's hard to explain to somebody is how you grew up mm-hmm. I think that's one of these really crazy things that we all grow up in different ways especially when you move to a new place and you know there's diverse people and so on and so forth yeah you know, everybody just wants to think about how they grew up. Yeah. It's really hard to understand how other people grew up and what kind of situation they had. Um, so, you know, I moved here and I had a certain situation. From Ohio. A very cushy suburban life. Yeah. I hung out in, around my house in the suburbs a lot. We, and I didn't worry about shit. But now that I moved out here, I'm like stressed here and there. I got to worry about A, B, and C every day. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a different lifestyle. So I do I do look for that feeling of complete calm. Yeah. You know. Serenity. And being depressed. Peace. I remember being like depressed a lot. Yeah. Because um, I lived in a cold weather climate. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to... I'm like this person who's rarely depressed. I mean, I just have it. It kind of like comes in stabs. Yeah. You know, like I'll just get stabbed a couple times, but then I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I got yeah. the sunshine. Yeah. You know. Have you heard of a comedian named But Beth? the stab wounds, they, they <laughs> stick around. <laughs> yeah. And they get reopened every once in a while. Oh, for sure. Um, Beth Stelling, she's from Ohio, and she has this joke where it's just very simple. She's like, I'm from Ohio, and... Uh, yeah, it turns out you can just uh, leave. <laughs> it's like, turns out you can just leave. People don't know that. <laughs> A lot of people don't know. Oh, man, she's so good. She did my show. She did Duplex the first, the first year. That is a brilliant joke. That is brilliant. Turns yeah, out no. You can just Leave. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's how, that's kind of what I want to tell. Like, I want to tell people who are still home. Yeah. Like, this one kid. Yeah. A couple of friends from home. They were like, why would I want to do that and have to pay rent and all this stuff? I'm just like, you know, you can you can just leave. Like, <laughs> turns out. Yeah. Dude, I convinced... I can, it took a while, but I convinced my friends, Josh and Tyler, to move out to San Diego County when I still moved, lived out there. Mm-hmm. And, um... They moved out from Kentucky, both of them. It was like one friend lived in Vegas. Tyler lived in Vegas, and then he like went back to Kentucky and found some stuff and scrounged up and moved out. And I had a job waiting for him. And a week... What, uh, what, did, what did you have to up for him? I had a job waiting for him at a call center where I was the manager. Nice. Yeah, and Tyler was a caller under me. So I was someone's boss, <laughs> and like, I didn't have to be on the phones anymore, 
because I was the manager. So sometimes I'd like have have DVDs going in my laptop, and um, during breaks we'd make like um, movies. Because <laughs> I was like, I want to make movies and shit, so let's make some shit. <laughs> and anyone like it wasn't like you are you are going to be involved, but it was like, hey, if you want to be in my video that I'm going to make and put on YouTube, then cool. <laughs> <laughs> and this was in like 2008 or something at one point um, there's this show called Dancing Fools or something Dancing Fools something like that on ABC and they contacted me about one of the videos it was like Office Dance Party and then just dancing to a DDR song the whole time and then the song ends and the, but it's supposed to look like I'm doing this whole dance in the middle of the office and everyone else is just going on with their day mm -hmm. like it's something they'd expect from me or they're just ignoring me but this song comes on and I have to dance and um and I had to like get permission from the people who were in the video but it had been so long that it was hard to like track them down and I tracked down one person but couldn't track down the other and they're like oh it's okay we it's okay. And I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. That's what it's about right there. For sure. That's what Spinning it's about. It. You gotta spin. Spin it's to the win. spin test. Spin to win. Spin test. Spin the art. If you you gotta do the, the spin test. <laughs> um... Dude, I remember I remember going to school with um, a guy, and he said, oh, if you really want to test a composition, you turn it one way, two way, three way, and that's how you can tell if it's a good composition, if you look at it from different... Yeah. He's kind of a cool guy. I mean, that's I what, what I... He's, I should look him up. Dude, he's that's... He's actually kind of an interesting guy, because he's one of those people you meet, and at first you're like, who's this fucking guy? And then you're like, oh, this guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> He came in with, like, huge ponytail, like, long down to his, and he was like, I'm, I'm into pottery and all this shit. And I was like, this guy. And then he had, ended up being, like, a super, I was like, oh, shit, I had, like, I had some good, even some of the random people. I remember I had one kid in this class who was the most talented artist, like, but he would never finish any of his work. Mm. So it would be, like, a quarter of the drawing and it would be like the most perfect, highly rendered thing. Yeah. And then he'd turn it in and the teacher would be like, can you, can you just like finish it? <laughs> like, and like, so the whole time she's just like, you're so fucking good. Like you're, he's like, oh, he like, it was like a graphite class and he understood like the nuances of graphite like perfectly. Kid. He could, like he could kid. talk about it. He's like a college kid. Oh. And like, he was like kind of a sporty guy and I remember... This Maybe. Is actually, this is actually a funny teacher because this teacher also was the girl I moved out here with, who oh. was very frustrated with. She she knew his name. Sometimes she spoke his name like in a in a tone that was like, "I hate this guy," because because <laughs> he, he, he would he so he could draw perfect realism and graphite, yeah. and he was just really good. And you know, she was just like super bummed out. I mean, I don't Maybe. think she was jealous. I think she was just like, "I have to reach this kid, and I can't." Maybe that was part of what he was doing artistically is just making part of a drawing and then seeing how people would react to it. 
Um, like as as just an experiment, as a social social experiment, just to be like, I wonder what would happen if I turned in this drawing that's clearly not quote unquote not done, but I'm done with it. Yeah. Like artistically, he's like, this is all I'm going to do for this drawing, and no, he's, it's no, done. he's he's lazy. He's just lazy. <laughs> um, no, definitely, definitely. <laughs> And I could tell you, I so I I worked at a studio too, and this this is one of those things like people do things and it, it bothers me. Um, I I worked at this the studio, and then my first run of Prince, I Prince and the up. Revolution, Prince and the Revolution, I messed one up, and and I was like, the same thing happened. I messed one up, but it actually was like a really cool fuck up. It was like, but I put it away. I'm like, oh, we fucked that one up. Because I did, like, a lot of experiments when I first started. And then it was, like, I don't know. It didn't work. Well, actually, I look back, I'm like, oh, this is actually really cool. I just, yeah. it wasn't the effect I was going for. I, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. So I just gave it to this guy. I'm like, oh, you should just, like, draw on it and finish it. And then we'll sell it in, in my show. So, like, he just kind of hung out, um, Alonzo. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I have a show coming up. You yeah. can finish it, and we can sell it together. Yeah. And it'll be really cool, because this is like kind of the coolest piece in a way. Yeah. And he drew like one corner, and then was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, dude, you got to. <laughs> you have to. Like, This is going to be like, I'm going to have a show, and then I want one to say like <laughs> Joe and Alonzo, and it's going to be a sick-ass drawing. And like, you already started it. It looks good. Mm-hmm. But he did the same thing. He did a corner. And so that kind of goes with that, where it's just like, oh, oh man, you're just lazy. Like, fuck. Yeah. You know? If you would have just like sat down and did it, because it's hard to just sit down and do. It's like a meditation. Yeah. But I wish you would have. I don't even know whatever happened to that thing. Who knows? Who knows? It's somewhere. Everything's got to be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has got to be somewhere. That's deep, and it it's true. Deep. That I think that was one of Seinfeld's um, dads. When Seinfeld, Seinfeld was telling a story about his dad, <laughs> and it was a story about. Um, husband comes home to his house and he goes and uh, washes his hands and then he goes into the her bedroom and they say hi and then he goes to the bathroom and there's just a guy in the shower with a curtain like kind of like hiding and he's like who are you and he's like everybody's gotta be somewhere <laughs> 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 Everybody's gotta be somewhere. <laughs> Everybody's gotta be somewhere. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess true. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Well, dude, I feel like this has been an awesome episode. Um, yeah, this is this is very organic. Yeah, I like it. I like it to just be like whatever, and then I have a couple questions that I asked. You probably recognize when I asked them. Yeah, but, no, that was really good. I like how you... Um, hey, you're pretty good at this. What, what's this podcast called? <laughs> this has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and... Yeah, 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 coming at you live right now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Christ! in the podcast game. <laughs> Alright, yeah, that's how I end it. Wait, let me get, let me get to the stop button. And...